We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Maggie Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rind. Small Batch Big Taste Crunch, a low-carb snack that delivers on bold flavor. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. Well, Maggie and Perloff live from Radio Row, the Phoenix Convention Center. And we're so pleased to be joined on our set now by a man who was general manager for the Atlanta Falcons for many, many years. Before that was with the New England Patriots. Thomas Dimitrov is here, and he's got a new venture now called Sumer Sports. We're obsessed with this, well, yeah. Perloff specifically, <laughs> Thomas, because it basically assigns a number to everything on a football field and a value. And we can't wait to talk with you about this. But can we tap into your general manager side first and foremost? Of course. Okay. You're tasked with trading Aaron Rodgers. Put that, put those shoes on. What are you hoping to get in return? What's realistic that you want to get in return if you're the Packers and you're trading Rodgers? Wow. That, that, I mean, for Brian Gutekinds, that's a tough spot to be in. Is it? It's kind of a great spot. Well, it's a, it's a great spot to your point. I mean, to have a guy like that who I think personally is one of the very best Put aside his his antics or whatever people have their issues with, right? The guy is very, very talented. And he has he has a leadership side, which I'm not sure who they have in there right now and you know how that's gonna be, right? When when you're when you're a GM and you're thinking about moving on from a from a guy of that stature, one way or another, that's a big deal. You don't know how it's gonna end up on the other side, right? So, uh, you know, to, to answer your question, Maggie, I think, look, it's one of those things that you have to sit down with your head coach, of course, your president, Mark Murphy, and, and you as a general manager. You have to really think you have to try to get as much as you can. But I would tell you, when, when that all happened and everything was going on this year, I thought, Brian, you are in a tough spot. How do you get rid of one of the very best? Who is going to really knock on your door and pay you the money for it? Because that's, that's the thing. How much longer does he have to, to, to play? So two first-round picks? It's legit. It's I mean, it's a legit pick situation like that. Well, Green isn't Green Bay structurally different? I mean, the fact that they drafted Rodgers in the first place, did that surprise you? And then Jordan Love, you know, they just don't operate at quarterback like other franchises. They, no, they don't. And I, I was going to say, like, Jordan Love, when Jordan came out, there were, you know, there were questions. How was he going to adapt in the NFL to lead? The lead was a big thing, right? Mm. Of course, he has talent, and, and that's, I mean, those are the kind of things that are tough, and quite honestly, those are tough things to measure. And so that's, that's what I am fixated on right now. Where is the leadership going to come on the other side of this? That's very interesting. Well, is there an example you can give us of a time when you were 
quite frankly, like mischaracterize or misjudge someone who you thought had a lot of leadership skills or qualities, and they frankly just did not. Well, yeah, look, I, I probably over my 13 or 12 and a half years, there were a number of them. Luckily, I didn't feel like they were right at the top of the, the barrel, right? They were, to me, they were, you know, those those mid-rounders or beyond. I mean, that happens all the time, It's which is one of the reasons that when we do talk about some of the Sumer stuff, Maggie, there, it's not an exact science, right? I mean, we, we can all think we'd go toe-to-toe with any one of us as GMs for the most part think we would talent evaluate next to anyone in this league and it's it's, there's just there needs to be more exactness in it and it's tough when you start talking about character or dedication or what the other side is it's it is so not exact and that's a complication for us who we have an owner over our head saying hey man I'm paying you a lot of money to make really strong decisions obviously that's where I think data is out there for us to dip into what is that what makes Jalen Hurts sort of different than what people expected a second round pick Seems like he kind of has a locker room with him. I don't know. Would that be a guy that was tough to measure? That's a guy that's tough to measure, sure. And he does have the locker room with him. And I think everyone would go toe-to-toe in the sense of, you know, they would fight anyone for him, I think, as I've been hearing from the people in that building, right? I mean, what how he's done there and how he's brought that team together in a situation that had its struggles a couple years ago, I mean, Howie's approach has been, let me get the right quarterback in here. But Howie has also done a really good job over the years not totally fixating his world on the head coach and the quarterback, right? He's, he's won. He won with Doug. Here he is winning with Nick. This is a fascinating element. You, you compare, not to go a different way with your show, but you can compare Philadelphia and their team-building approach and what Howie does to Brett Veach and Andy Reid completely different right with how the whole organization i'm a big believer in from the top down right and we can talk about kansas city i mean what jeffrey lurie is doing with with howie roseman and giving him the keys to the kingdom so to speak i think is vital in the nfl in today's world what's the biggest difference between how things are done in philly and kc in your mind yeah look i personally i think i mean when you have a a head coach like andy Reid with with a guy like brett veach who is younger Andy could be really domineering, right? He, he, if he could be, he's not. And he understands what that GM is, what he is, what he's for. He's fairly young, but he's got a really good mind and he's got a really good evaluation ability about him. They work together very, very well. And it is about the head coach there. We know that. Sure. He is, he is, you know, he's world-renowned and one of the best. What, I guess what I'm saying is that at, at Philly, it's, it's not as much about the head coach. It's about bigger picture organizational elements and I will say, I mean, what Brett Veach has there at Kansas City, I say this all the time. He, he's a horse guy, right? He's got the trifecta. He's got one of the very best owners. He's got one of the very best head coaches and one of the very best quarterbacks. God, that's a, that's a great place to be. No so kidding. the Eagles may have to pay Jalen Hurts this offseason. Our boss. They have to. Yes. They're in the Super Bowl. Yes, our <laughs> boss is sitting over there as a Philly guy. He says every five years, draft a new quarterback. He's one of those guys that I know this – I don't know if our audience is ever interested in this, but the, the rookie cost of quarterbacks seems to be an important trend to get to the Super Bowl. What's your take on just the once you pay a quarterback, it's much more challenging? Oh, it's much more challenging. You think about the money that's available, of course. We know that. It's logical, right? Um, how many teams, these two teams, how many teams have been in the Super Bowl over the last few years that have had rookie quarterbacks? I think you go back 10 years and there's been at least one guy on a rookie deal every year except one. Well, it's funny because, you know, when we were in the, in 16 with Matt Ryan, we had a lot of money involved there, as we did with, with Julio Jones. It, it became cumbersome, right, as great as those guys were. And the only reason we ever got to where we got to was because of the money we were putting in there. Then you also have owners, right? This is a whole other spot that you guys probably don't 
talk about a whole bunch. When you have an owner thinking about jersey sales and ticket sales, I mean, Julio Jones, you want to talk about a guy coming out of the tunnel compared to Matt Ryan, everyone loved, of course. When Julio Jones came out of that tunnel, I mean, it was, it was outrageous. The, he had the entire South was there, right, being an Alabama guy. Mm. My point there is when we started thinking about that third contract, and I'm bringing it around to any quarterback or receiver, big money, and there's a lot of other factors than just, hey, this is a little expensive for a guy. When there's a lot going on there on the, on the, on the other side of it, per the, the ownership side, it becomes complicated to make those decisions. There's a lot on your plate, I think. And wide receivers now are getting paid like crazy, and we know because they're worth it in this day and age in the NFL. Thomas Dimitrov is the CEO of Sumer Sports. We'll get to that in a moment, but got to ask about a guy who was your head coach when you were in Atlanta, which is Dan Quinn. Another coaching cycle where he's a hot name, yet he decides to go back to Dallas. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised. I really thought, I mean, Dan, you know, he didn't get picked by George Payton last year, you know, obviously at Denver. And those two were close. They, I'm not saying it's always about friendship, but you know people, you want to bring people in. Of course, Georgia decided to go a different direction. Dan has, Dan has so much. He, I think, I'm going to tell you guys, it's not just because we work together. I think he is a really, really good football coach. Massive amounts of passion. There, I have never heard players talk more about wanting to be with a head coach than, than re regarding Dan Quinn. It's, been, it's always amazing. So when Dan's in this situation, I say this all the time. Head coaches now, same with Sean Payton, right? At 59 years old, as a 50-something as a head coach, and Dan's not 50 yet, they are about the ownership. Mm. The, the, yes, of course it's about the team, and they want to win. But to start, they need to know that that ownership is going to be behind them. They need to know they're going to be able to jive with them. That's a big thing. It is a, it, it's a mess. Do you think that's thing. what came into play with Dan and the new Broncos ownership? Well, I don't think the Broncos ownership as much as I may think some of the other owners out here, oh, right? I mean, if, if, if people had mentioned, hey, you know, he should go to Indy or wherever else, I mean, I don't know how Dan would have gotten along with, with Jim Ursay. And I'm not being disrespectful to Mr. Ursay. I'm just saying Dan's got to look at all of those situations. Honestly, when I look at Sean Payton, I think that's a great move for them. I think George and Sean can work very well together. I've said this publicly, and not, not I just, Sean is a really good football coach, and he's going to go there and, and make, uh, do the best he can with, with a quarterback situation that's complicated. But if there's one person in the league that can get that back on the rails, I do, however, also believe, not however, I also believe that a guy like Sean, people, they're concerned more about not more about, but they're concerned about their, you know, their their empire as well, right? Mm. To go legacy. in there with, yeah, legacy. I say empire also because there's a lot there. When you're pairing with an ownership group that's worth $80 million and a really, really sound with, you know, Condoleezza Rice, what a good spot for Sean to be in there and grow. He can teach them. They can teach him. I mean, look, that, to me, that's that's a really good situation for Sean. Not sure if you heard yesterday, Sean Payton in his opening remarks said that he is not going to allow Russell Wilson's private trainers in there okay. what do you make of that it reminds me a little bit of new england oh i love uh, at it the end okay you're for no, that look I, I i say this about sean as well as sean learned from bill parcells and and bill belichick that whole group i mean you have to you as a head coach i believe especially when you have that confidence you have to own your your organization you have to be very direct with your your assistant coaches people in the building and your quarterback and your star players. You can't just worry about what they're thinking. And I think Sean has a great grasp of that where he'll go in to, to, to Russell and say, all right, parking spots. And quite honestly, I'll be interested to see if they, they jettison the office. That's a, that's a very different thing. Can I just offer the flip side with Thomas Dimitrov, who's a former general manager of the Falcons, joining us here. He's now the CEO of Sumer Sports. The flip side of that, I think, would be who cares it's an office? 
who cares it's a coach? You're paying, you invested so much into Russell Wilson. You have to make sure this works. If he wants his personal guy there, why is that a big deal? It is a big, big deal, Maggie. I mean, it's, uh, there are nuances to it. The Back to locker room elements. People really, really struggle with, even if you're making $250 million, they struggle with that, right? And, if, and especially if things aren't going that well, there's a, there, it's very quick within that locker room where there's eye rolling and there's people saying, well, wait a minute, why is he getting this? Well, we know why at the outset. <laughs> He's Russell Wilson. Yeah, but, it, but it is, it's a complicated situation for, I think, for George. He's going to have to potentially backtrack. Ultimately, it's not his call right now. I'm speaking of George Payton. It's now Sean Payton's, uh, uh, you know, desire and, and what he wants to do with that. Yeah. But well, how did it work with Tom Brady and Belichick? I mean, did it eventually become too much for Tom Brady to just be another player under Bill Belichick? Uh, you know, that's interesting because I remember, at least as I recall, uh, Tom would always go into Bill's office, right? So there's an office they would share at the end of the day and they would talk about different things. Never did he have a, his office. To your point, maybe. Maybe, you know, I've, I've always thought, interestingly enough, he was the, the guy that helped me get a Super Bowl, obviously, when being around Tom Brady. And I joke about it, but he was also the guy that helped me get fired when we lost the Super Bowl <laughs> oh, right. in, in 16. Yeah, you know, right? Thomas, we weren't going to bring it you up. You can bring it up. <laughs> Are you past it? I am. Well, you know, finish your story. No, I'm sorry. no but so I, I laugh only because when things came around, people often ask me, would Arthur have fired you two years ago if you guys won the Super Bowl in 16? And Arthur is a, like, like business people today, I, I love Arthur. He and I, we're really good still. But... He's a two-year. He was a two-year guy, and if we would have won in 16 and 17 and 18, won a rye, we're 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 on a hot seat. I mean, literally in this in this role, it is hot seat all the time. I, I mean, especially the big cities. You you know you guys know how that is. Yeah, obviously we live in New York and worked in New York, yes. so we get it. But um, okay, so you brought it up. Like, yeah. is it? Are you are you over it? Uh, the loss in the Super Bowl? Do you ever get over it? I don't think you ever get over okay. it, Maggie. I think I th I think about. It. I don't sit there and dwell on it. I do think sometimes. Wow. You know, even with Dan now, if Dan would have won the Super Bowl, w would there have been different, you know, a different approach to all these HC jobs or would people still be wondering about it? When I look back on all that and I think, I remember literally walking down on the field with Arthur. Mm -hmm. We were, we, we would normally go down six minutes, five minutes in the game, right? From the entire time, the 13 years I was there, yep. we went down a, a quarter and a half and we're standing there. And to feel that deflate through, wow. through that, up to the point, literally, guys, when that coin was flipped in overtime, and I, it, I remember it in my mind. I'm like, if that, oh. if that lands the wrong way, Cinematic. we're done. Because, because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And uh, obviously the rest is, is history, and we, we lost that. But it's, it's an interesting it's, it's an right. interesting. Bring it up. Oh, well, Maggie's a Bills fan. I don't okay. know if yeah. that. So 13 seconds. I mean, this, this year, no lead is safe anymore <laughs> in the NFL. I mean, look yeah, at the Jags-Chargers game. Yeah. It, it feels... Teams wow. do not know how to play with a lead necessarily. It's bizarre. We I don't about know. that all the time. Yeah, they, they just, especially in today's game, and even more so five years later, it feels hard to protect a lead. Why Feel, is yeah. that? I, I don't know, and I, I'm forever perplexed that we, we're not protecting leads. I remember that many, many times. I would go back in and watch the video and, and after a game, and I would talk to Dan or even Smitty before that, and I would ask him, who's responsible? Why, why, are, we, like, why are we not able to pull this out? And we, we, you, you honestly, you get into a situation where you have certain teams that it becomes kind of a habit, mm. and they believe that we just, we just can't pull it out. 
It's, I, I'm not to get sort of enigmatic or mystical about it, but it, it was very tough for me to really pinpoint that over the years. I really believed it came down to coaches, is what I believe, because the coaches had to instill that element of believing that they are the finishers. Which is crazy because Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator, is one of is held up as one of the geniuses, off, offensive geniuses of the league. Are you surprised that the Super Bowl failure didn't stick with him more yeah you know but but a guy like that is so competent confident about everything and and competent sure. as far as what he does i look back on that and i remember being you know you staying in the in the in the mode here i remember coming in two days later we probably had two or three coaches who raised their hand in our team team meeting room i screwed that up i should have told dan run 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 so a lot of people were taking, uh, not credit for, but a lot of people ownership, were ownership of it. Mm. E even even guys like, uh, I, I mean, Raheem Morris, who I think I think Raheem should get another chance. Raheem put his hand. Raheem was the assistant head coach. Who who was to blame? Like Dan, remember, in that in the end, we can finish here. Dan had really basically demoted his D coordinator, mm. so he became the de facto D coordinator, and he was relying on his O coordinator that he believed, to your point incredibly smart will take care of business so there was a little bit of miss you know sort of misfocus and it, and it just it just fell the way it did and you know i remember i hearing from people where bill went in at halftime i had heard i don't know if this is lore or not and said i don't know how we're going to run with this team we were a very fast you know, yeah. dan dan brought athleticism we were about explosiveness when we came from when he came from seattle Man, that was a heck of a staff too yeah. wow everybody on that it was yeah. A staff. Yeah. yeah listen you know how to hire them Thomas, <laughs> nice job Thank now you. you're the ceo sumer sports said it's kind of gives like more of a mathematical like numbers based application to football i mean that's right so we if i if i were to put it in layman's terms it's basically it's a it's a cutting edge algorithmic based tool that is, um, it's a roster optimization tool at the core, right? So under Sumer Sports, our product is Marvel, stands for Maximize Roster Value, which is really- Marvel is like what our producer likes uh -huh. to watch. Uh -huh. right. right, we, we made sure that we spelled it a different way oh, because okay. it was really important <laughs> we weren't getting sued. Yeah. But, but, but look, <laughs> what I would say is again, I, I know that there, I, I say this, the data that's available to the NFL teams, GMs and head coaches is so underutilized, mm. right? And, and the tracking data, there is so much there. We are an evolving league. And right now, if you can get into that mode and you can, again, augment these general managers first, and that's my, when I took this job, I thought, I've been thinking about this, not an exact science, there's gotta be a way to make this more specific and exact and mathematic. And I'm, I'm not claiming to be a, an academic, I'm not a, like a, a PhD in math, but I know we do too much of that guesswork in our in our profession still still and i would tell and i would tell any owner respectfully i'd say look i think it's the responsibility of the owner and the president and the gm to be open to take that data that's there at our disposal and utilize it we're, we're not utilizing it and i think as long as you're as long as your head coach and gm are not just you know being overwhelmed by the data if they can decide what the data is to use i think it can be i think it can be a game changer so Baseball makes so much sense for analytics. I think that was all of our entryway, money ball, because there's a hitter and a pitcher. Take, for example, let me say Brock Purdy, Iowa State quarterback, star quarterback, but struggled a little bit in college. If you're looking at the draft, there are so many different analytics because there's so many different programs, and you don't know how good the team was and how his receivers were. Maggie's guy, Josh Allen, his receivers, graduators. Um, how, are there analytics for the draft? Can you take all that into account? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's our goal is to take both draft and free agency 
and, and, and group it all together. And again, I, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned this. We have 50 models that are going into our algorithm. Mm. And just to make it basic, so just imagine dropping all of those models in that algorithm on top of the teams that we'd be working with that would give us elements of their IP as well as our own IP, aging curves, you know, financial curves. There's so much involved. Drop it into this algorithm. And what I used to do, a little aside, with Arthur Blank, I'd say, Arthur, uh, I'd be so proud. I'd go in and I'd say, I have 12 scenarios in the off-season for you. Here we go, blah, blah, blah. Proud as a peacock. This, this function that we have here can, can provide you with millions and millions of roster options and, of course, unfathomable for the mind. But when you really drill it down, you say, okay, I only want, I want Sumer's three best rosters and compare it to the Atlanta Falcons roster. Again, this is about becoming better with your decisions and more informed. Okay, yeah. so you know the league. You know the landscape. What's the one coach in the league that if you brought this to them, they'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> no oh, way. Yeah. Old school. No yeah, way. old school. Well, look, I, I guess I would say, you know, I would say Bill only from the standpoint of. Belichick. Yeah, I, I guess I would say, I'd say Bill Belichick just because it would have to be in the spot where we've, it's evolved so much that it was tried and true where it is, right? I mean, Bill's really open-minded and, of course, brilliant, whether you guys, you know, as a Bills fan, you probably don't like to oh, hear no, that. Oh, no, I understand yeah. how brilliant he is. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. I think, but I think making sure that he's not wasting his and his staff's time, mm. right? Where, so we're going to, with our pilot teams, and I, uh, thanks for not asking me who they are because we can't share that right now. Oh. We have two pilot teams in the NFL right now that I think are very open-minded to util- utilizing what we have and providing us, us with information as we're getting to the spot where we're going to finalize this in Jan 24. Is it as simple as age? The younger guys, or you know, Nick Sirianni has this reputation as going for it on fourth down because he's more into analytics. There's this wave of coaches: he's McVay, Shanahan, Sirianni. These young guys seem very open to thinking differently about football. Yeah, and I think that that late thirty group and yeah. and even to the mid forty group. I think I think as you get a little bit older, I think they're open to it. Like I was talking to Dan Quinn about it. Yeah. I think Dan is open to it. I think there's some really good coaches out there. I think it probably is a little more chronological, but if we can prove, mm-hmm. and this is what I've said to Paul Tudor Jones, our, our founder, I said, we have to be a part of the evolution for, for the GMs and the head coaches to accept it. We can't ramrod. We have mm-hmm. to say, look, let's work together for two or three years. You can trust us. The NFL, if they're not trusting, they'll never take it on. Got it. They have to trust. Thomas Dimitrov, last one for you, and this is our little uh, nod to Aaron Rodgers, his like passion for astrology. <laughs> uh, what's your sign? I'm cancer, actually. Okay, so would you like us to read your horoscope for today? Yes, please. The coming days promise a busy social time. You might host a party at your home. You may feel terribly rushed and wonder if it will be able to get if you'll be able to get everything done. Don't worry, it will all come out right. Is that ring true to you at all? It rings true. You throw in a Super Bowl party? No, I am. I'm heading home on Thursday, and I'm going to get ready to do it. So thank you. There you go. Everything's going to go great. You guys are great. Thank you. Thomas Dimitrov, CEO now of Sumer Sports. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, we've got. A lot more fun to be had. They liked you in the chat, by the way, Thomas. Big fans. <laughs> They're fans of you in our YouTube chat, so you got some more fans out there. Uh, coming up next, we are ranking every player in the Super Bowl. Well, actually, Pete Prisco did it. So we're going to talk to Pete. <laughs> who is the most important person in this game? Might not be who you think. We'll get to that and more. It's Maggie and Perloff live from Radio Row in Phoenix. Don't move. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We're in Phoenix on Radio Row, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell you, this is how you know we've made it, Perloff. Do you want to know how? How? Because we are obviously across the country on all of our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates. We also are streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and an adult website has entered our chat. What do you mean? An infiltrated, entire... Infiltrated the chat. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yep. They're here, and they've set up, uh, they've put down roots. <laughs> do they have sports takes? Uh, I think they're recruiting. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone wanted to know, how did Maggie and Perloff slowly transition to an adult <laughs> show? Yes, this is now an OnlyFans. It's weird. We only talk about sports, mm. but um Does that have successful. something to do with the fact that I'm here? Yeah, Pete. Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, oh, Pete. I oh, mean, what are you doing I don't there? think it's just a coincidence <laughs> that all of a sudden... Listen, uh, you bring on a sex machine like Pete Prisco, <laughs> oh and all gosh. of a sudden, what's going to happen? Pete Prisco, CBS yeah. Sports, HQ, NFL <laughs> analyst, yes. Uh, Pete is here, and the adult website has entered the chat, so we all got to just you know keep it cool. Yeah, and <laughs> no coincidence. We said Pete Prisco's coming on. All of a sudden, Chantel yeah. c- showed up in the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah. Well, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that is. We I'm, blame uh, you, Pete. Yeah, we know sure. what goes down there in Florida. Yeah, likely story. Uh, okay, Pete. So you did a cool thing for CBSSports.com, which is you ranked every player in this Super Bowl. So, tell us what you found once you ranked everyone from best to worst. Well, the Chiefs are the team with the stars. They have one, two, three at the top. It, it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. And the Eagles are the deep team. And when you look at the Eagles across the board, they have a ton of depth. You know, there's question marks for the Chiefs, obviously. I think the secondary is young. That's a question mark. Uh, I think when you look, you know, here's another thing. People compare the offensive lines. The Chiefs aren't that far behind in terms mm. of the offensive line. Mm. So, uh, but I do think that there's definitely a talent edge as it relates to the Eagles. Well, the one player I would argue against that really got my goat as an Eagles person not Jalen Hurts Lane Johnson you have him very very high but we we watched him against San Francisco it was unbelievable nobody shuts down Nick Bosa and he's such a difference factor and they seem to win whenever he's on the field were you tempted you had him at number six to move him even higher you had Jason Kelsey at five ahead of him I think Kelsey played better than him just a little bit this year okay and Kelsey's Kelsey's a star too they're both really good players that was tough between the two of them, that was tough. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a little you, – you're really nitpicking a couple spots. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Come on. I, well, it, it was really tackle? Chris Jones at number three, and it was – I'm like, who am I going to give Pete a hard time about? Is it Hassan Reddick should be <laughs> higher, or is it Lane Johnson should be higher? But Chris Jones – He's a hit, game wrecker. Here's the thing. I don't see any other Kansas City Chiefs defenders yeah, that's a problem. that high. So, obviously, I'm Eagles bias here. 
that is a problem. I mean, after Chris Jones, if you're the Eagles, why don't you just focus all your attention on him? You will, and they do. And, you know, here, here's the other factor there. Frank Clark that you get in the postseason is different than Frank Clark from the regular season. That's true. It's a big – and that's – it's kind of an indictment of him, by the way. <laughs> Everybody thinks, oh, he shows up in the big games. Well, why the hell don't you show up during the regular season? So I think it's kind of an indictment of him. Frank Clark – postseason Frank Clark would be ranked a lot higher than just Frank Clark, period. Well, Legereus Sneed, though, getting back to practice, which is obviously good news for that Chiefs mm. defense. You know, you expect that the Eagles are going to try to throw the ball. Where do you see the coaching advantage in this game? The Chiefs. I think it's definitely the Chiefs. I think now it's kind of the young crowd trying to kick the old guys this to the curve, right? Isn't that what it is? He thinks I, Sirianni has the advantage. I, I just think Sirianni is on a bit of a heater with the fourth down calls. He's done really well, where Andy Reid famously is not perfect in game. Yeah, but you got skins on the wall. I mean, that's a big advantage. I, I, I'm sorry. That's a big advantage. He, he's been there. He's done it. We don't know how Sirianni's going to act in the big moment. I, I like Sirianni. I think he's done a heck of a job. Remember all the idiots that killed him for his press conference? That just goes to show you that they know nothing, <laughs> and nor should any press conference ever matter as it relates to what you can do on the field. But Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo is a great defensive coordinator. He seems to save it for the postseason, <laughs> just he's like Frank Clark. He's a playoff guy. And, and by the way, he's going to come after him. Yeah. If you go Absolutely. look, the one thing that Jalen Hurts has done this year is struggle against the Blitz. Yeah. And so I'm going after him. The, the, the flip side of that is you're concerned about having your defensive backs turn their back and maybe he could scramble out of there and make big plays. I'm taking my chances with him. I'm going after him. You mentioned Sneed. That's an interesting one. Where does he play? Because he's played in the slot yep. sometimes. He's played outside. Would you play him inside because they do run the ball and he's a pretty good tackler, or do you play him outside? I think that would be an interesting thing to watch. If you're the Eagles, obviously you want to run, run, run. I don't know how Jalen Hurts' shoulder is. But can, do you think they can do that against Kansas City like they did against San Francisco? I think they can run the ball. I think that offensive line is brute force. I mean, when you watch them in the run game, and they're great at what they do. You know, you get Kelsey out. They know how to move. Uh, they know how to use all the angles. He's not a big guy. If you put a nose on top of him, you ask him to move him, he's not going to move him, play in and play out. Mm. But they block down, move him out, get him running. They're creative with whether, how they run the football. I think they will run the ball. And I think that's going to lead to big plays in the passing game. Because those two guys on the outside are going to be in one-on-one situations because eventually have to drop the guy down, and I think he's going to hit some big shots down the field. It's funny. We were talking with Mike Pritchard yesterday, the former wide receiver, and he was saying, you know, obviously there is something going on with A.J. Brown over the last two games. He hasn't really been himself. He was obviously frustrated on the sideline, hasn't been as productive. He's never played in a game as big as this. No, but he missed him. That should have been a long touchdown That's pass. True. He missed him. He overshot him. I, 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 it's great when you have a wide receiver who's pouting when you win him by 27. You get blown out and needed pats on the back. It's amazing. I mean, uh, look, that's wide receiver. And, and I've been around many a wide receiver like that, and I understand it. You know, there were guys that I've covered over the years that were happy if they caught eight for 120 and a touchdown rather than, and lost rather than yeah. they caught three for 18 and one. Yeah, in baseball we call that two for four. What's the score? Yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah. kind of guys. Uh, Pete Prisco is joining us, CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst. Can I transition away from yes. the game for a second? Two coaching uh, vacancies that are still not filled yet. Obviously Arizona, right where we are, and the Colts as well. Who do you see? Well, I think Arizona is going to come down. I think Lou Anarama has a real chance to get mm. that job. Yeah, it's like it's like a bake-off right now between Anarumo and um, uh, and Callahan. Yeah. 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 Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, the OC. Yeah. 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 Uh, look, I think I think Lou is a, is is one of those guys that's a little gruff, you know, you know, okay. and so like. But but I think he's a really good coach. I think he will. And everybody I talked to the Bengals organization raves about the guy. And then you got the Colts, who they're waiting and waiting and waiting. You know, there's some thought that they're waiting for uh, Shane Steichen to be, yeah. their, to be their head coach, which is he ready? 
You're an Eagles fan. Do you think he's ready? Yes. I, I, I don't want him to leave. I, I didn't like Gannon at all last year, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, because he's the new bend and don't break thing. He bends all over the place, but they've had a great year. That's why, actually, when I was arguing with Maggie, I took the Sirianni, Steichen, Jonathan Gannon team over the Reed team. Although I, I think I'm seeing that through green colored glasses. Yeah, you're seeing it. You're, you're, <laughs> I think uh, so. because yeah. Spagnola is better than Gannon right now. You would take Spagnola over Gannon. I, you know that, but the Chiefs' defense isn't isn't no. But he doesn't have a great. lot of great players. He got all them rookies. Playing yeah, but who back. are these guys that the Eagles have that were so that we we didn't know the Eagles' defense was going to be like this? Did well, we? Well, well they added. Johnson, they did James add those Patrick. cornerbacks, yeah. but the line is outperformed. I think the expectation. Yes, was. I mean, well, you knew Sweat was going to come into his own. He had a yeah. ton of talent. He's a he's. I think. Sweat and T.J. Edwards are the two most underrated players. On yeah, the you have T.J. Edwards really high. I love T.J. Edwards. Yeah. I, I think he's going to – you won't love him next year because he's not going to be in Philadelphia. He'll I be know. out of there. Well, that's why they drafted N'Kobe Dean so he can step in and play. But I, th- I think T.J. Edwards most – he and Josh Sweat, two most underrated players on the Eagles' defense. Two more offseason questions. So I should just make well, a quick notice. Yeah. It was the bank, uh, The Cardinals are down to Lou Anarumo and Mike Kafka. Yeah, that's right, That's Kafka. the big – Oh, sorry. I offense thought they interviewed Kafka. Yeah. What do you want? So that, I mean, offense, right? Why would anyone hire a defensive quarter right now? Well, I, I think you need to hire somebody that can deal with that quarterback. Yeah. First yeah, and yeah. foremost. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, where does he land? I, you know, I think the Raiders are in play. He's kind of hinting at that. He wants to go reunite with Devontae Adams. Uh, are you giving up two first-round picks for a guy who might not play past year one? I'd probably want a little guarantee. You right. know, I'd want some kind of guarantee. And you got to redo that contract because it's, it's, it's outrageous for what it is. So I think he's got to be a guy that commits to more than one year. Yep. And – We'll redo the deal okay. in some form or fashion. And is Tom Brady really retiring? Someone who's posed many times in tidy whities on beds, Pete Prisco. Well, that's why the adult yes. website is in our chat. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Is, uh, They're is, familiar with your work, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Any chance Tom Brady gets tempted by another team somewhere down the road? I don't think so. I don't. This time it sounded sincere. But having said that, do we believe him? Did, we, <laughs> did you, did no, you believe him? he to us for years. Did you believe him last year? No, I did not. I mean, what's he retiring to? That's the question. Well, he's Tom Brady. I mean, that's got to be cool. Yeah, but then he's not Tom Brady anymore. <laughs> well, he'll always be Tom Brady now but, that the but legend when you're not, grows more and more. But when you're not playing, you're not Tom Brady. Yeah. It's, it's one of the cruelest things. You, you guys true. have been here in Radio Row for years. When Joe Montana used to walk in, everybody would, oh, my gosh. And now it's like, oh, there's Joe Montana. Yeah. That's the cruel reality of the business. It's just what it is, the game. That's what it is. Uh, last one for you from me because I know we're going to see you at the draft, right? Yes. Likely, yes. And um, Bryce Young, like what are you hearing about guys? Like it seems like he's far and away the best quarterback prospect in this draft, obviously, but his size is I mean look at we had 70 quarterbacks start a game this year or something it's it's size has to matter right it matters to me and the Um, adult website that's in our chat right now I did not mean it to sound like that (laughs) (laughs) sorry it it matters to me and I still would pick him number one and I still would pick him first it matters to me the game has evolved it's changed if you would have told somebody 20 years ago that a 5 foot 10 185 5 foot 11 185 pound guy would be the number one pick in the draft or the number two pick in the draft Mm -hmm. they would have told you were nuts but you got to be able to move you got to be able to, you know, be able to throw on the run and make plays with your legs and escape pressure. Offensive line play is repulsive in the National Football mm. League. Yeah. And defensive linemen are getting faster and better. So if your quarterback can't move, you're asking for trouble. Now, having said all that, eventually it all shrinks. Every year, if you're a run-around guy, you're seeing this with Russell Wilson. It shrinks. It shrinks. You can't run like you used to, and you better be able to make plays inside that pocket. 
That's the question. I think Bryce Young can make the plays yep. inside the pocket. Pete, can't tell you how much we appreciate yeah. this. Rick Spielman's waiting for you, by the way. He is. He's always waiting. <laughs> i got to hold his hand all week. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rick Spielman, the former Vikings general manager, uh, chiming in. That's fantastic. You never know what's going to happen on Radio Row. You get adult websites in your chat. You got Rick you know, Spielman. When, when you Prisco. book Pete Prisco, you're taking on a lot. You know that. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, All there's that a lot that it. comes with yeah. it, but it's well worth it for the analysis. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pete. We'll see you at the draft. Uh, coming up next, we lake and bake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't move more Maggie and Perloff. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. They're members of the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Totally unprepared for the Navy Federal I got Defensive it. Player of the I Week. I got it. How do you always do this? <laughs> so, it's easy. Is this basketball? It's football. What? There was a Pro Bowl oh, flag football Stu game. Oh, wouldn't do that. And Jalen Ramsey took out Tyree Kill with one of the most vicious hits you've ever seen in a flag football game. <laughs> Jalen <is> Ramsey <laughs> is the Navy Federal Defensive Player of the Week. Navy Federal Credit Union Defensive Stu, Player of the Week. Is that, it? That can't be right. Who is it, Stu? It is uh, not football related. It is basketball related. Pro or college? Pro. Ooh. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Nick Claxton. Brooke Lopez? Not Who are the big <laughs> Just tell us, Stu. <laughs> Not terrible guess, guesses, but uh, this week's player is Evan Mobley of the Cavs. Over Ooh. his last three games, seven block shots to go along with four steals. And during that span, Cleveland is 3-0 and and allowing just 102 points per game. Stu, I could, get, I could save you some work. Why didn't you just pencil in Hassan Redick as next week's defense player Ooh. of the week? Ooh. Get ahead of it. Confident Eagles fans are all over this city. <laughs> Overconfident? Have you watched him play this postseason? It'd be... It'd be Naive of me to not say he's going to destroy this game. Well, have they played a team that is the caliber of the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, can they play? They played the 49ers who have a great defense, but Brock Purdy got hurt. And I don't even know if Brock Purdy was going to win that game ever. So, that being said, this I, is a step up for the Eagles. You have to acknowledge that. Niners that Niners team was pretty great. They were really great. That's, that's I think the Niners might have been favored over the Chiefs as well. No, but they might have been with Brock Purdy healthy. But then you go to Josh Johnson, poor guy, gets a concussion, like, you know, couple, the second series of the game. Yeah, because Hassan Reddick blew up the first six offensive plays of the game. He I, was in their lap the entire game. I know, because for some reason, Kyle Shanahan was trying to block him with a no, tight end. No, Reddick's been doing that all year. No, he's been really good. I, and it's not just him I see you're getting me you're getting me angry if the <laughs> Chiefs win angry. by the way Chris Jones has won this from you Stu about four times this year yeah you might as well hand it to him if the Chiefs win I mean Chris Jones has been fantastic and we were talking to uh Pete Prisco in our last segment um about Frank Clark and playoff clank Frank Clark versus regular season Frank Clark it's like playoff Lenny you know for yeah Leonard Fournette yeah no it's, it's a different guy during the season, we I think we had a segment where we asked, oh, is he worth that money? Not during the regular season, but I, I do think if you're going to look for defensive stars, they're on the Philly side of the ball. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I would agree with you on that outside of Chris Jones. And, you know, listen, he had I, – I know that the Bengals were missing three offensive linemen uh. as opposed to the Eagles, which have the best offensive line in the NFL. So it's going to make his job significantly harder. But – I mean, well, Aaron Nata, is one yeah. sack, and maybe it turns his turns, yeah. um, you know, Mahomes's or excuse me, turns Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Maybe that gets weird, and all of a sudden the game's just different. 
yeah, remember Aaron Donald kind of single-handedly carried the Rams to a Super Bowl from the same spot where Chris Jones is. Yeah. No, that's definitely a positive. He's an incredible Again, that player. Bengals offensive line, not the exact same thing as what the Eagles are bringing to the well, that's. I do think the Eagles want to run the ball so they don't have Chris Jones back in, the, in their lap. And I'm yeah. sure the Chiefs are worried about Hassan Reddick. If Mahomes is not as mobile as he usually is, the Eagles got pass rushers. I mean, imagine if Hassan Reddick got to Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game, and if he gets to Mahomes and changes the game on yeah. that side, I mean, that's got to go down for Howie Roseman as, like, one of the best signings. Yeah, a Philly guy, it's it's magical. Yeah, went to Temple University. Uh, all right, Stu, let's lake and bake. So LeBron James is doing multiple sit-downs with multiple outlets because he's 36 points away from tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, right? 36? Think is that like right? That. Yeah, right, 36. 36, yep. Uh, here was LeBron, though, expressing his disappointment about Kyrie Irving getting traded to Dallas. LeBron James, so obviously very disappointed that the Lakers were not able to trade for Kyrie Irving. He goes to Dallas, but then LeBron says, then you just flip a switch, and now he's on to the next thing. I should mention, he's 36 points from passing Kareem, not tying. Yeah, I I, I get it. How uh, much of a missed opportunity do you think this was for L.A.? I don't know, because I don't trust Kyrie to be present. I think no. Le, LeBron James on paper, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie Irving is an unstoppable offense. There's no doubt about it. But so is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and anybody else. And that Just something didn't work happens. Out well. <laughs> that something happens. I I think that the Lakers will have some other opportunities. And the, the reality is, the way LeBron's playing right now, you might wait till the off season as well to build around him. I think he has one more championship caliber season in him. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I when you're getting to LeBron, who I know is playing still incredibly at his age and with the amount of miles he has. But you can't mess around here. Like, you can't mm. get cute. They've already wasted years, I feel like. Even though they won the bubble title, I feel like they've already wasted years with him because, you know, maybe it wasn't the right time. Obviously, the Russell Westbrook, you know, trade was terrible. But they're like, it's like a ticking clock here with yeah, LeBron. I know, but there's a reality that this season they might not have what it takes. I mean, you, you have to recognize that, that right now they're fighting to be a playoff team let alone a contender yeah i know so, which is why you have to add more than rui hachimura you know well there's a rumor they might be getting furkan korkmaz from the sixers <laughs> he's a solid european shooter well how about that how about furkan i'm sure this is the savior that they've been waiting for furkan korkmaz my favorite line from lebron was he doesn't want to set the record on a foul shot <laughs> yeah what do you think it's going to be do you think it's going to be the sky hook that he was I, practicing i think people have said that that'd be really cool it is a lot of pressure to get this right. And I don't think he should get it tonight either. I think that would be a mistake. I think he's got away from, from Milwaukee. I mean, if he has 34 points and there's nine minutes left in a close game, yeah. what do you do? You have to keep scoring, right? Or do you, you know, or it's a season just a season and you think about history and you want to do it dramatically. Wait, we, wait. Yeah, it's the Thunder tonight. Right. Uh, Lakers Thunder. Um, and the Bucks on Thursday. And the Bucks on Thursday. I think he's doing it tonight. Like, I don't think you can mess around with – this is – as long as, like, you know, the moment will be the moment. Yeah. Like, this is the thing about, you know, pro sports. I know we mess around with the NFL. Oh, is it scripted? But you just have to let it happen. Well, we, wa we watch Kareem's 
uh, record points. It was a skyhook over Mark Eaton. It could not have been a more boring play. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking well, great. Skyhook was effective, great, you know. Remember Michael Strahan got his sack when Brett Favre That's took a dive. Yeah. Remember Mark? I remember Mark McGuire's home run was a straight line drive that looked like it was just over the third baseman's head. So you do remember these no, plays. The thing about Mark McGuire, do you remember he didn't touch first base? Oh, I didn't remember to, he that. He had to go back and touch Wait, first. I don't remember Aaron Judge's record-setting home run. Well, well, it was a screamer, right? Yeah, it was like right into the front row, basically like three, three, you know, three back in the front row. But no, nothing against like Aaron left, Judge. Left center. If he was a little more dramatic, he could have timed his record home run. I, I felt like that well, didn't go down a, perfectly. It wasn't at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> that's because everyone stopped pitching to him. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to hit a home run. I think it's a little easier for LeBron to control scoring. Wait till Thursday, you know, getting right up against the Super Bowl. I, I think that's a perfect time to get to box. Giannis can hug him. OKC. Uh, <laughs> it's just like not, it doesn't have what, the, the pinache? Yeah, the oh, wh what if he dunks on Giannis's head? <laughs> and that is the clip that goes down in history. His classic And then Giannis breaks his scoring record <laughs> in 10 years and all full circle. Leave it to Pearl off. Is the NBA scripted like the NFL? <laughs> Coming up next, we bought our next guest a gift at Target last night. That's true. Find out what it is and who it is next. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.